thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam, and this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And as you can tell by the introduction, I am the only person. Well, I'm not actually the only person here, but it is just me, no boys. Uh, Brett and Damien are preoccupied with a couple of things. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get away from. And uh, we really want to do this interview, and I want to make sure that uh, you get fantastic value because listen on this particular show you're going to hear a story and i don't want to give away the whole entire story but let me give you some context uh just imagine um you being about 24 years old traveling around australia and then all of a sudden falling ill um, and i'm talking just not getting sick like from a flu i'm talking about really um being serious and then she was diagnosed uh um eventually with ms and so we're going to talk about a sto- her story over the seven-year journey that she's had over the last seven years and how she's been able to fight back and today um you know What's really interesting is that actually on the day of recording, but obviously you won't won't be uh, listening to this on this particular day, but it's 25th of May, and today is actually World MS Day. So I'm really excited about this podcast uh, interview, and we didn't want to change the date just because the boys weren't available. So I want to make sure that we have an amazing interview. And so welcome to the show, Nisa Lee. Hello, welcome. So I'd love to hear your story. Let's let's go right back. If we can dial back um, to before 24 years old, what were you doing at that time? Well, I'd been working as a youth worker in community garden projects, and I'd also been traveling around Australia. I'd been hitchhiking for the past year or so mm-hmm. around this really big continent. Wow, fantastic. So tell me, um, what were some of the first signs that you knew that something was wrong? I got really tired, and I was starting to lose my balance. I remember walking along the pavement and just thinking, oh, I have to walk really consciously. I have to put one foot in front of the other, and why do I feel so dizzy? Right. Yeah, so that was a telltale sign that something was up. And then I decided to get an eye twitch and I thought, oh, am I low in magnesium? I'll take lots of magnesium. And that didn't go away. So I started to realize that this was not a simple health issue. And was this journey like, like when you're talking about, you know, it started losing balance and eye twitch, was that like happening like relatively soon, like within a week or so? Or is it, did it drag on for a little while? Well, it dragged on for a while. I remember when I was 19 that I started to, my body started to feel weird. I remember having showers and the water hurt on my skin and I remember trying to run and then falling over and going, what is this? And I have what I now know is vertigo. I felt really dizzy and I remember holding onto the ground and not being sure how to stand up. And when I was 19, I admitted myself to emergency, but they didn't know what was wrong with me and so I was released. But really, that was my first episode of MS. Wow. That's an incredible thing. To, I mean, to look back now to kind of go, oh, that symptom made sense or that symptom yeah. made sense. Um, so you're 24 years old. I mean, that's, you know, obviously, I mean, that's when, you know, most of us at 24 are just, you know, finding ourselves and, you know, really looking forward to the world, you know, as we enter it. Um, tell me what was going on. Like, how did you find out that you were di- like, When did you get diagnosed with MS? Like, what did you do? Did you stop, you know, traveling at that point? What happened? Mm, well, I was in the Blue Mountains and I was at a friend's wedding and my face just dropped and I thought I, I was scared I'd had a stroke and my body was strange. It was tingling all over and I just thought, okay, I just really need to go home. I need to work out what this is. And so I got a train back to Newcastle and that evening my dad's partner said, okay, let's take you to after hours emergency because she had a background in health and she thought, 
And yeah, and then they admitted me to emergency that night and I stayed in for a few days. I had an MRI and some CAT scans and some other tests. They put needles in my face because half of my face had dropped and it was um, dancing or tingling. Yeah, and then a few days later they came to me and said, oh, you have MS. And I thought, what is that? Well, <laughs> like, let me. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that uh, that moment in time. Actually, before we get there, um, maybe talk about what MS is. Like for you know, we I'm sure everybody's heard of MS, but what is MS? Like, what are some of the symptoms that we're dealing with, and what is the you know uh, what is usually the um, the thought process around MS when someone gets diagnosed? Like, what, what should a patient be expecting? Mm, sure. So. On average, a diagnosis is in your early 20s and 75% of them are women. So really, I, was hit, I fit the symptom picture. Um, so some common symptoms are fatigue, loss of balance, uh, loss of eyesight, fatigue. It's, it's an inflammatory disease in the nervous system. So the, com the symptoms are really, really varied. And there's also an autoimmune component. So it's quite a complex symptom picture, really, because some people lose um, their control of their bladder, for example. Some people have issues with walking. Some people have strange body sens sensations like the tingling and the pins and needles I was experiencing. And a lot of people lose vision, and that's a terrifying thing to happen when you don't know what's going on. I didn't have that, thank thankfully. I just experienced blurry vision. Right. And so um, a couple things. So, at, I mean, when you're knowing this, like I'm sure you did some research when, when you actually found out what MS is. Like you said, you didn't know what it was. What did, you know, what was the thought process going through your mind at that time? Oh, I was terrified. I was thinking, what does this mean? Because the only real knowledge I had about MS was the MS fun run and lots of the images I'd seen around MS were people in wheelchairs. So mm. I was thinking, yikes, am I just on a path to disability and decline and I suppose I didn't know how I could think about my future I didn't know what to think anymore because I didn't know how sick I was going to become so it was terrifying as someone in their early 20s and did you have any support people around you to help you guide through that process of, of in terms of what to do next how did how did that transpire because I'm interested in be, just because from the I'm sure with any of us you know if we're ever anybody is diagnosed with a debilitating disease like you know cancer or you know like MS or anything else like that I mean first it's usually shock because like you said we are used to often hear um, you know MS runs and we know with the sponsorship but all we all think that ne that's never going to happen to us mm. uh, and then when it does it's like you got to go through that process of like shock and then like what to do next how long did that process take for you i mean this is just your experience of course um but how long did it take for you to, to kind of go okay i got this now what do i need to do mm. there was a lot of shock and a lot of oh, it was sad it was hard i did have a lot of support around me and i'm really thankful for that and also thankful for the disability support pension because i really needed that i wasn't able to work uh or do much for a few years really because i became quite ill right and so, yeah. So, so, you so go. what was the what was the process like in terms of like what did you decide? What did you do first? Like, how did you take the first step mm, to recovery? Yeah. Like, what what like what was the thought? I mean, obviously you were shocked, and all mm. all of a sudden there's so much things going on in your head. Mm. Um, what did you what would, what did you do first? Did you do more research? Um, did you sort yeah. of say, okay, I got to do something about this? How what was going on in your head? Oh, definitely. Well, to put it in context, I'd been sick for a few years, approximately three to four years. I'd been in and out of hospital taking courses of steroids. I was taking medications, but I was just, I was sick. 
Like mm. I, I wasn't getting better. I was getting a lot worse and I wasn't able to work or, or study or think very clearly. But I just, I had this cathartic moment where I was just thinking like, this isn't my life. It's got to get better than this. Mm-hmm. And I am lucky that I've got some good support around me and some people pass me some really valuable books written by medical researchers and other people who have MS who are health professionals. So I started reading their research and started, started applying their recommendations and yeah it's gone from there okay so let me just kind of backtrack there you said three or four years when you were just really sick was that from 24 or before 24 years old yeah from 24 from 24 okay right and so what was the first thing you did what were some of the uh things that uh you've done that you know started to with this journey what did you discover well i came across a book called by um, Overcoming MS by Professor George Genelec. And he's a medical researcher and a doctor. Um, and he also has MS. And so there's, he has a, it's for free because somebody donated a whole lot of money. So if you have MS, you can access this book for free. So that's where I started. I ordered this book online and it came to my house. And I started to hear some stories of people who had recovered. And it started giving me hope and also a bit of a pathway because I knew a bit of the research better now. So I knew what was smart to, to change in my life. Yeah, so I could implement the recommendations based on research. Right. Okay. And so could you share us with a couple of things that you actually started doing and what was the impact on that? Mm, definitely. So uh, stress management. Stress is huge. Uh, stress is a huge cause for relapses in MS and I'd been stressed. My life had been hard. I wasn't coping with my diagnosis. So I learned to meditate. Meditation is amazing for stress reduction. I also started keeping a diary and talking to more people and I saw a counsellor. I also got sun on my skin. Vitamin D is really important for immune function. Um, And I also changed my diet. I started having a lot more anti-inflammatory foods and, and boosted my antioxidants. Um, I also exercised more because exercise is so good for your nervous system. So I started, even though I was really fatigued, I started moving more and doing yoga and challenging my balance. So there were so many different aspects of my recovery. It was nutrition, it was um, supplementation, it was meditation, and it was also exercise and movement. So what, what I can tell is that you've done a, a variety of things. It wasn't just one thing, and it's just like the combination of, of things. And did you implement all of these sort of strategies um, all at once, or did sort of like did you do one step at a time? Mm. Well, that that cathartic moment I had, I mm-hmm. everything pretty much changed from there. I just I had this new commitment. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I just did it. <laughs> I started it all. Yeah. And then I came across a few other books and other amazing researchers and I implemented some of their interventions as well, like um, Dr. Terry Walls. Mm-hmm. She also has MS. She uh, had secondary progressive MS and was in a tilt-reclined wheelchair and she's done a whole lot of research on nutritional medicine for MS. And I identified with her diet. It's a paleo eating plan where you eat nine cups of fresh fruit and vegetables every day and grass-fed meats and fish. Uh, and that's the diet that when I started implementing that, I felt so much better. Right. Was it, how long did that take? I mean, I mean, there's, 
I mean, you see the the, the Walt's uh, diet protocol is like, you know, three cups of daily green veg uh, leaves, mm. like such kale, rocket, and, and garden greens. You got three cups of sulfur, like rich vegetables uh, from cabbage and onion families, three cups of daily brightly colored vegetables and fruits and or berries, wild fish for animals based omega-3s three times weekly, meat from grass-fed animals, organic meats for vitamins, minerals, and co uh, CoQ10 weekly and seaweed for iodine and selenium daily. So these are like, that's the protocol that, I, that I'm seeing mm. here. And so did that, like, how long did that take for, you know, that you started to feel in your experience, um, yes. some difference? Yes. Well, within a few weeks, really, I started to go, oh, I've got more energy wow. and oh, I can see clearer and my eyes aren't as foggy and the, the brain fog's being reduced. Right. And then I just, and then within a few months, I started to go, oh, I can move more and I can think clearer and maybe I'll start studying. Right. And then, yeah, within a year, I was going, oh, I haven't had a relapse and I feel a whole lot better. And I've only gone from strength to strength since starting it. That's great. Uh, you mentioned the word relapse, and I'd love to mm-hmm. know a little bit more just for our listeners. Um, when, you, when you have MS, um, does it, so it's not, is it not constant to have the symptoms, is that it comes and goes? Is that correct? Mm, yes. Well, there's a few different kinds of MS. Mm-hmm. There's primary progressive where that's uh, unfortunately people get more and more sick mm-hmm. and the relapses are more common. Mm-hmm. Um, secondary progressive is similar. You're having a lot more relapses. Relapsing remitting is when you are fine in your remittance time. So perhaps a lot of your symptoms will go away. Right. Um, okay. But then a relapse is when your symptoms flare. Right. So you can. That's when the new damage is uh, happening in your nervous system, and your myelin sheath is being eaten away and being attacked, which is the protective covering around your nerves. So that's the time of chaos in your nervous system. Mm. And then there's also benign, which is no new symptoms. Right. And so from what I can gather, it's like, you know, what we talk about on the Wellness Guy Show all the time is that the environment that you put yourself in, which including the food, um, is, you know, obviously a, a very important function in terms of your health because your body has to adapt to that. And when you have MS, your body's going to have that lack of ability or minimi- uh, very minimal ability to adapt when you put yourself into stress. Like you talked about stress earlier, but, you know, mental stress, but also from a chemical stress point of view. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's hugely environmental and lifestyle factors that influences your your health, your prognosis. Mm. And you went from, uh, like, obviously, you decided to go studying. So what did you go and study? Well, I studied to be a naturopath. Uh, So I started in nutrition and then herbal medicine, and then I kept on going. And then I did my training with an integrative doctor, and then I joined a really brilliant um, team in a natural health clinic. That's great. That's fantastic. And so tell me, um, how did your journey go through uh, na- um, naturopathy when, you, when you're studying it and knowing that you've had this background? You know, obviously, anytime anybody studies any, you know, postgraduate work, uh, you know, whether it be naturopathy, medicine, physiotherapy, or, you know, chiropractic or whatever, they, there's always like the trial periods. Like, did mm. you have that frustration going through school or university? Or was it like you had this passion to just, you know, want to spread this message? <laughs> well, I had such a personal reason for studying yeah. that I had so much passion and, and I still do. Yeah. And, and for me, it was fantastic studying because I could apply what I was learning and I could go, oh, turmeric, really good for reducing inflammation and oxidative stress. That's what I need. Okay, how do I use turmeric? And then experiment with recipes and take it from there. 
That's fantastic. And I know that, um, you know, that you've actually was part of a trial um, in, in terms of uh, on diet and lifestyle interventions. Uh, it was yes. actually published on, on uh, I think, neuroscience. Um, could you talk a little bit about that study, how you got involved and what that study um, showed? Yes. So that was the o Overcoming MS protocol. So back in 2010, I went to a retreat with George Genelec, the professor, mm -hmm. who's the medical researcher, and he's compiled a whole body of research on diet and lifestyle interventions for MS. So at the retreat, I learned how to meditate. I learned about the diet. I learned about um, stress management, the role of positive thinking, in um, getting better and I applied these interventions and so the PubMed study is looking at one three and five years after attending the retreat and looking at and how looking at how everyone's gone so what I do is I record what I've been doing so the diet that I've been following how regularly I meditate how often I have fish oil for example how much vitamin D or sun I get on my skin and then I report my symptoms so how do I feel after uh, following these interventions. Right. And there's been huge improved quality of life from into, uh, these lifestyle interventions. Right. And I think the study had quite a bit fewer people. They had 274 uh, participants, and I think, in it. Uh, in it. Um, you know, did, did, what was the outcome of the study? Hugely improved quality of life yeah. and ongoing research into the role of lifestyle medicine for MS. Right. And so, one of the, what, so what are some of the challenges for someone with MS um, who is trying to go through this? I mean, there's always the temptation and stuff. But when you actually have uh, something like MS, do, does that sort of just the elimination of uh, – and I'm, I'm just kind of going from an angle. Like from, for, for anybody who doesn't really – haven't diagnosed with any particular illness, typically they, there's the temptation of you know, eating terrible food, you know, having the gluten and you know, having the junk food. And, but when you have something like MS, does that – was that easy, made it easier for you to kind of go, you know what, that I can't touch. I'm never going to touch that ever again. Like that, did that help you kind of make that decision to draw the line and saying, this is what I'm going to have. This is what I'm not going to have. Or did temptation still kind of set in? And I'm just coming from a point of view, mm. of like, you know, human nature and how, how we think and, and what's, uh, what drives us. Mm. Oh, definitely. Well, for me, the risks were too great. Mm. If I would eat gluten, even if it was a little bit of cake, I felt disgusting. I experienced huge neurological symptoms after eating gluten. And now I understand, based on the research, why I would have been feeling that. But I would get migraines. I would get vertigo. I would get pins and needles. Um, so I just got to this point where I thought, it's not worth it. Yeah. I, I, I want to feel better. I want to be able to think clearly. I want to be able to see straight. <laughs> so it wasn't so much, oh, do I want to lose weight or anything like that? It was like, do I want to be able to function in the world? <laughs> Well, you, you talked to us about, um, you know, where you're at now. Like you've, it's seven years since your diagnosis. Um, yes. You've gone through, you know, you went through study. You studied naturopathy. You've been sick for, you know, it was like three or four years there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, you did a whole bunch of research on your own and actually changed your lifestyle. You know, where are you at now? Like what, what's happening in your life um, in terms of your symptoms, like particularly your, yourself? Because, I mean, really, you can only speak for yourself. And, and uh, you know, how are you feeling in, in terms of your symptoms of MS and also your energy levels and, and things like that? Mm, sure. I, I'm well. I am so happy to be able to say that I'm well. And I haven't had a relapse or I haven't experienced symptoms for five years. And wow, I, I'm not on medications anymore. I don't, I don't need them. 
That's great. That's great. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just great to be able to hear a, a successful story like yourself because it's, it gives hope, right? And with anybody who gets, you know, recently diagnosed uh, with MS or any particular illness, it's always just that they're listening to these success stories is that it just helps people to have hope and to follow the steps and it may or may not work right but at the end of the day it's like giving it a go and really giving a good hard goal i think that's really going to change people's um you know really towards health and that's what we're aiming for and that's what you're trying to spread the message on oh definitely and there are some really good new success stories out there there's the overcoming ms book by george Janalek, and there's the walls protocol and there is there are some good news stories and then there's some research trials that i'm being involved in looking at the role of nutrition and lifestyle medicine for ms and there's lots of good results and there's fascinating new research on probiotics and the health of our gut microbiome and how that's so heavily influenced by what we eat mm -hmm. so um you know obviously you know I'm not the expert in, uh, in nutrition. Usually, Damien usually asks these questions. So I'm just going to be, I'm going to ask this specific question to make sure that the listeners get what they need. Um, so with regards to your diet now, um, yes. what, does that, what does that look like? What, do you, what would you stress um, for every, uh, everyday people? Because it doesn't have to be that you have to have a mess to have, you know, to have you know, a great diet. Like, I mean, the thing mm -hmm. is, is that just eating well is good. So what are your tips uh, as a naturopath, uh, someone who's you know, uh, definitely you know, been able to reverse uh, uh, MS symptoms? What are some of the key elements of food, nutrition, that we as human beings should be looking at and avoid or do? Sure. Well, number one, if you've got an autoimmune condition, Come off gluten. It's a terrible trigger. Uh, the other is eat lots and lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, particularly the brightly colored, because uh, they provide uh, optimal nutrition and lots and lots of antioxidants. Some other interventions are making sure that you are reducing inflammation in your body. So many illnesses are associated with elevated levels of inflammation in the body. So some top foods would be fish or chia seeds, flax seeds, as well as uh, kale, dark greens, uh, other than that, berries are a phenomenal source of uh, antioxidants. And then incorporating spices and herbs into your diets as well. Some strong ones are turmeric, for example, which is a really strong anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, rich spice that's also really good for reducing uh, cancer risk and support liver health and detoxification. So turmeric's a really easy one to just incorporate into your diet. I, I make a golden milk recipe, which people can Google online, but there's some really nice ways to incorporate these really healthy foods in ways that are delicious and simple and doesn't take too long to prepare them. Fantastic. Um, so this question is probably going to come from a Brett angle. Um, exercise. What kind of exercise routines do you do now? Uh, how often do you exercise and what do you mm -hmm. do? Sure. So I do Aikido, which is a Japanese martial art. I do that approximately three times a week. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, a, that's really good for my nervous system. It challenges my balance. It, it's really good um, cardio exercise as well. But uh, it's doing Aikido was where I learned how to uh, move my body again. Because I would walk onto the mat sometimes and I'd literally have a walking stick and I'd be training on the side learning how to, how to balance on my right leg, on my left leg with my eyes closed. So that was a huge rehab process for me. Mm. So Aikido is really good. Um, some other really good ones are yoga. Yoga, I know I'm talking about restorative yoga here, which is what I focus on for stress management. So that's yin yoga. They're the slower classes where you hold poses for longer mm. and they're more meditative. So that's hugely important. 
Uh, yoga. Uh-huh. Just to, on the on the topic of yoga, we have a mutual friend, uh, Sindra Banks, and uh, who you work with. And yes, uh, I just let you know, Sindra was the that was the first yoga. She was my first yoga session that I've ever had in my entire life. True. Uh, yeah, it was uh, back in the on one of the wellness breakthroughs, and she was there, and she was a participant, and she you know, led some of us to a yoga. Um, and that like that was the most awesome experience I've ever actually had in terms of yoga. Um, it was different than most yoga what we anticipate because she would hold the pose. I can't remember exactly what type of yoga she does but um it was just amazing so yeah so i just want to bring that up because yoga was an amazing thing and and uh definitely it's a really important exercise not just it not just from the benefits benefits from the physical physical part but also just the mental um part of it as well that was really empowering for me just knowing like the things that you have to go through and what you can push through and what your body can push through that was really amazing for me to insight for, for me to look at Oh, definitely. And there's some really good research on yoga reducing stress hormones in the body as well. Mm. Yeah, and it slows down your breathing, makes you more contemplative. It's a really nice practice. That's cool. So, um, so my, you know, we talked about food and we talked about exercise. Now we're going to um, ask my question from the, from the mental side of things in terms of, you know, do you have a, a routine in terms of meditation or uh, a mindset thing? Like, you know, do you have like, you know, do you, do you, uh, you know, listen to specific music or do you have a meditative uh, a routine on a daily basis? What do you do to keep your mind focused on positive mm-hmm. energy, not just your positive energy, but just, you know, handling the emotion that comes uh, in and out uh, on a daily basis? Oh, definitely. So this is a huge one. So cultivating positive attitude uh, is so important about priming your mind for wellness. And I didn't realize that as it was, that it was as important as it is. So that's a huge part of my protocol for myself. I keep a gratitude diary every night. So I write down the three top things that I appreciate about, appreciated about my day. And that helps the brain look for positivity. Mm. So that's been really good. Uh, I meditate every day. My goal is half an hour every day. Um, I listen to a guided meditation. It just it helps me. It's I just put on headphones and I close the door, and that's my my downtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just started meditating myself. Actually, I tried it um, maybe about a couple of years ago, and I just went to a, a um, sort of a conference, uh, and I learned meditation from a, a former Navy SEAL sniper. And, oh, uh, yeah, it was just awesome experience. And maybe I'll talk about it on another podcast, but, um, I just started meditating every day. Um, you know, just short bits, like five minutes at a time, um, for now and then hopefully increasing to half an hour. So I, I understand like how difficult that could be, but also just accepting, mm. you know, I think what was it hard for you to start meditation at the beginning? Oh, it was hugely hard. I yeah. thought, I don't need meditation. I know how to relax. I'll just go gardening or go for a slow walk or something like that yeah. and try to trick myself that that was doing the same thing, but it's not. <laughs> mm. I think the, the key part about meditation I just recognized and I really learned it this time around was to just remove judgment, like to not judge yourself how bad or good it went. Like it's that's mm-hmm. and, and just being okay with that. It was what it was. And I think that was one of the key factors um, for me to continue on the path right now on, on meditating on a daily basis is just because it's like, you know what, like if it, it if it was my wine wandered, which it does all the time, um, then it's going to wander. Like it's not trying to fight it. It's just to be able to, to, to take that thought process. So I really, I'm starting definitely enjoying it. So let's go back to you for a second. It's today's world MS day. Um, you know, what's the message um, that uh, you want to tell the world or, you know, to the audience? Um, why is it so important? To, to, to celebrate in regards to MS, what, what, what are we trying to focus on? Mm, so this year's theme for World MS Day is independence. 
And so the question is, what does MS not stop you from doing? So for me, it's going, wow, I've been relapse-free for five years and I'm, I'm living well and I'm stepping up as the primary naturopath and owner of a really successful, thriving health clinic, Inspirational Health in Newcastle. And there's so many things that MS hasn't stopped me from doing. Really, it's, it's given me some really hard hurdles to overcome, but it's made me a, a richer, deeper person really it's given me a whole lot of life experience and it's been hard like it's definitely been a roller coaster but i see that it it's i've benefited from the ups and downs of it all well it's what it's what's incredible for me about your story here is is that it doesn't really matter whether you someone has ms or you know listening to this or not like you have, might have some other um thing that you've been diagnosed with but the key lesson i think is really important that i want to take away from this is that you have taking you know you had gone through a journey and i'm you know i couldn't imagine what you had to go through you know in terms of the emotional stress the physical uh, stress that you actually had but you've been able to turn it around in the sense that you did something with it you empowered yourself to be able to have that independence to be able to transform into something positive and you've been able to you know really now uh, on a path uh, on a crusade uh, to help others and i think that that is a very very uh, inspirational and i think mm-hmm. that that's the message that i want to kind of take this interview um, i hope that people listening to this um, has got some value from that perspective and also learn about you know obviously how to to you know decrease stress in your life and decrease uh, inflammation in your in your body um through the the suggestions that you've made so um where do people find out more information about you what you do can you share some of those uh the websites or where to find more information great yes so i work at inspirational health which is the clinic in newcastle Mm -hmm. um my facebook name is nissa n-i-s-s-a lee l-double-e and then the naturopathy and I have a whole lot of research and resources and recipes that I post there daily. Um, I also have my own website, which is nissaleenatropathy.com. Perfect. I'll put make sure I put these uh, show notes uh, in the um, show. Uh, sorry, put these links in the show notes. Uh, so that you can actually get access to it. Uh, Nisa, thank you so much for your time and your inspirational story. And uh, I know that uh, the people listening to the show would have got a lot of value out of it. And so uh, thank you for sharing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Guys, uh, make sure you join us on Facebook and keep this conversation going on the Wellness Guys podcast, uh, Wellness Guys Facebook page and also the Wellness Couch. Like us on Facebook while you're there. If you haven't, uh, share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a rating and tell, leave a comment there on iTunes and let us know what you think of this particular podcast. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. And let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.